0: I probably would have evangelized you to reading. I would have... Dang it, Katie. Another reason we should have met when we were young. <laughs> I know. We would have been great friends. <laughs> Welcome to No Thanks for Booked. I'm Molly. And I'm Katie. And this is a podcast where we look at life through a bookish lens. How are you doing Katie. this week, Molly?
1: I'm good. I have my rosé right now, as you know. I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast is going to think that I'm just constantly <laughs> drinking <laughs> on, like, a random weeknight. We're, but let's
0: be honest. We're big drinkers. I was going to no. say. No.
1: It's not. But it's not <laughs> that far off. I do enjoy a drink every now and then. I'm drinking some sparkly, bubbly rosé, but I don't have any ice, so you probably can't hear This it. is one of those
0: times I wish that I lived next door. So that I could I also have some sparkly, bubbly rosé. I Molly well, told me. Have fun. Yeah, you told me earlier that you had you, you were drinking rosé, and I started raiding my kitchen and found nothing but beer. And my husband only <laughs> has like stout and lager. And oh. I'll drink a beer every once in a while, but yeah, not stout it's or heavy. lager. Those beers. Oh, see, yeah. I
1: love stouts though. That's like the burly mountain man oh beer that gosh. I love. I
0: need something that's like that doesn't taste a lot like beer. <laughs> yeah i need something light like a real like a summery
1: light beer you need a sparkling rose i need a sparkling rose that's right or a moscow mule live next door yeah oh yes true so anyway katie (laughs) what are you reading i am reading i feel like i'm reading so much right now yeah and this is can i just say this is fun because we haven't had a chance to really catch up this past week Because both of us, we've just been living busy lives. And so I've been looking forward to talking to you about this because I don't know what you're reading right now. Yeah, so so I'm
0: reading a lot. Um, All month I've been reading Wives and Daughters by Elizabeth Gaskell, which I'm loving so much I know you don't read yeah. a lot of classics, but Elizabeth Gaskell would be a great place to start in some ways, although the one that I'm reading is yeah. really long, so maybe don't start with that one, even though it's okay. wonderful. It's um, <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, very engaging. It's kind of a Cinderella story a little bit. I love it. I yeah. also am reading the second book in the Emily series by Ellen Montgomery, and you know what a fan I am of oh, Ellen Montgomery. And so Are you just loving it? I'm loving it so much. I'm loving it so, yeah. so much. And then I'm also reading The Voyage of Dawn. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Twi- <gasps> voyage of the Dawn Treader. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Voyage
1: of the um, Dawn Treader. That's my favorite one. Is it really? Katie, that is my favorite one. And, I mean, a few people may know this, but I've, and I, it's half joking, but I've said that if I was going to get any tattoo, it would be... Just I would go full on because I'm ridiculous. I would go full on sleeve tattoo and like do Eustace the as a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> just have like this giant dragon on my arm.
0: <laughs> That's what I've said. Yeah, I love that. You should totally do it. I don't think it's my favorite, but I love that yeah. it's your favorite. I, although I love the Eustace transformation scene, which I haven't gotten oh, it's to the yet. Best I know part. It's, it's the it is the best part. The best part of the book. I agree.
1: What made you pick that one up versus the other ones?
0: Well, it's the one I'm on. Maybe oh, you didn't know. I'm rereading the whole series.
1: <gasps> Did I know this? I don't know. If Are you, know. you doing it slowly? I'm like reading one a month, other? basically. Okay. Yeah, one a month, okay,
0: and yeah. I'm on Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and so, I read it. How do you read it? It's very important to know how you read the series. I know.
1: I know. Okay, so this is funny, Katie, because um, th- so Aaron and I do – uh. We teach a third grade class at our church on Sundays every now and then, mm-hmm. and one the pastor's son, which by the way they may be listening to this podcast, but um, <laughs> he's the cutest little boy. And he one day I was talking to him about Chronicles of Narnia because he's a big reader, yeah. and he was like, "Wait, how do you read it by publication date or in chronological order?" And I was like, <laughs> "You are in third grade, and I cannot handle this right now." And he, I, I forget which one that he did but he was he was judging me a little bit for my choice and I don't remember which I think I do by publication date I don't I don't know though how do you read it because I started with magician's nephew oh
0: you read it in chronological then
1: oh so that's the wrong way that's the wrong way (laughs) I can see Katie's face right now she's like oh (laughs) that's hilarious publication order is like the only way to read it. That's what I hear. Maybe I need to redo it now.
0: Well, you know, I know a lot of people who feel just as strongly in the other direction. Jen from yeah. Jen the Librarian on BookTube, she mm-hmm. also she's a strong I love Jen. Yeah, so do I. But she's a strong advocate for chronological order. Okay. But I feel I feel equally passionate about the fact that it should be read in publication order. I feel that like is that so is funny. the way it was intended to be written, which when yeah, we finish sense. reading, well, when I finish reading the the Chronicles of Narnia through the whole series, I want to pick up the Narnia code that I sent to you.
1: <gasps> we should do and that we
0: should together. we should read it together.
1: Oh, yeah. I know. I really want to pick that up. It's always, I'm always looking at it at my shelves. Like I need to get to that. Yeah. For sure.
0: So when I'm done, um, we'll read it together before the end of the year.
1: Cool. I like it.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm reading, but there's a lot more that I really want to be reading right now. Like
1: I, I kind of just want
0: to get through these books so that I can yeah pick up other things.
1: Like yeah, that's how I felt with The Wonder and Eleanor Oliphant, yeah. and I finished both of them, which we need to talk about, Katie. Like maybe not right now on this episode, but I loved the ending of The Wonder. It was so oh good,
0: gosh, wasn't it? Good. It was so
1: good. I know. I will say though. I still feel like the pacing was was maybe a little too... Like, I gave it four stars yeah. on Goodreads. And I think without the ending, it probably would have been a three star yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I loved the ending. I know.
0: The ending I is what made it. it for me. So are you someone... So good. See, for me, like, even if... So, because I think I agree with you about the pacing, but I loved the ending so much that it made up entirely for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is th- Which I get. I think... I think a book can have the power to do that. Yeah. But for me I think I loved I loved the ending, but maybe yeah, You were hindered. Know. You it, might
0: have been hindered a little bit more by the by yes. the pacing in the rest of the book. Yeah. Whereas
1: I still really enjoyed it and I would recommend it to anyone who likes transformation stories yeah. or just like what I really enjoyed, even though the pacing was slow for me, I feel like it kind of had to be slow because Um, And this is the same with Eleanor Oliphant, like, one of the things I loved about Eleanor was that she learns about herself so slowly. It wasn't, I mean, there is an event, which, without giving away any spoilers, like, there is something that kind of serves as a catalyst for her to, like, grow in a different way, Mm -hmm. but... Overall, though, it's very slow steps of like, yes, just dis- small discoveries. And that's what I love about transformation stories, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we're hoping to do um, an episode on yeah. transformation stories. And we could so talk we'll about
0: both of those books in it. Oh, uh, we really could. So Eleanor. OK, the the thing I loved about Eleanor was Eleanor herself. I love oh yeah. Eleanor. Yeah. Which book yeah. did you like better?
1: Well, okay, so I always wonder when I listen to a book on audio how I would like it if I physically read mm, it. Yeah. Um, and I think in the first episode that we recorded, I said that I was listening to The Wonder, and I messed it up. I, I was actually listening to Eleanor Oliphant mm, yeah. and reading The Wonder. Um, I think I liked The Wonder better. Yeah. Um, but I loved the experience of listening to Eleanor Oliphant because the narrator was so good. Yeah. So, like, all of the accents. So, it was so immersive. But I also, I just always wonder, like, how I would have liked it if I had physically read it. Yeah, so, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Did you enjoy Eleanor, though, even? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed both of them a lot. I really did. Yeah. Um, I do think that the pacing in both of them was similar and a little bit slow for me. Um, But I also, like we were saying earlier, Kitty, I wonder if that just is my... Has more to do with like my current, yeah, the busy season in which of life. You read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say, because really, what that is, I
0: didn't. Well, I mean, I I know that they were. Yeah, I didn't, and I think it it could be because I know that you just haven't had a ton of time to read, and so yeah, they may be exactly. books that you can't like you. You need to be reading more consistently to really get immersed. That's kind of what I what I feel and yes, you you, you haven't had the opportunity to do that really yeah
1: that's been the biggest frustration in my reading life right now is I feel like even I don't know and I don't want to just say the excuse of oh I don't have time because I really do think you prioritize what you want to prioritize mm-hmm. and um I think I just haven't gravitated toward reading as much but I go I have my chunks of reading time where I yeah, go into reading on like on the weekends I'll read for several hours Yes, but, yeah like in a day but during the week I might go three or four days without reading a single page yeah. which is not I wish I was more consistent like reading even 30 minutes a night mm-hmm. would be more satisfying for me I think yeah. but anyway anyway I'm currently I just got um, Echo, which is a book that I know you oh love. My gosh, Molly. I got it on audio, so we'll see. I think I remember Julie saying that she really liked it on audio. Or not Julie. Was it Krista? Krista.
0: Julie won't read it because it's a World War II historical fiction. She, she doesn't like World War II <laughs> <laughs> historical fiction books. Classic I joy. know. Even though, even if it's not like, I, it's That's really funny. different from other World War II historical fiction books, she still won't read it. She's very biased yeah. against
1: <laughs> World War II historical was it fiction. that had who was it, who was listening to well, it? Well, I know was it Krista? Krista,
0: I think, listened to it. Krista, our friend, yeah, Krista from Books and Jams me. on YouTube. If we ever mention anyone, it's probably someone from YouTube. Um, yeah. But there have been a few other people who've listened to it, who loved it. Yeah. I mean, I really have heard the best things about the audiobook I
1: sampled it on audible and I fell in love with the guy's yeah I think you're gonna love it I think
0: you're gonna love it Molly it's so
1: good I think I am too um and then I also started a gathering of shadows which is the second book in the I think it's a trilogy or it might be it's a trilogy it's a trilogy by V.E. Schwab so I read a darker shade of magic um when did I read that the beginning of the year I don't I don't remember but I'm Recently starting. enough that you remember what happened? Yes. And I actually, I went back, I um, read a blog that had like a recap of everything and kind of refreshed my memory. Because I think that's another thing about continuing on with series that we've talked about before, my commitment <laughs> issues <laughs> with uh reading series and I feel like sometimes if enough time has gone by I really drag my feet because I'm like oh I'm not gonna remember I anything. it's not gonna be good but it's amazing what you remember when you go back into it yeah. you know um so I'm I'm about like 50 pages into that yeah
0: so. oh man you've really yeah. charged through that I mean, that's probably yeah. more the kind of book that you need I think it's probably a little faster so. paced
1: yeah yeah I think so right along. Every episode, we will be answering one question from one of our lovely patrons over on Patreon. And if you would like to ask us a question or help support us over on Patreon, definitely go check out our page. It's patreon.com slash no thanks for booked. And since we're still newbies, we have recruited some people over on Instagram um, to ask us questions. And we have one today that I think Katie's going to read.
0: Yeah, so our question is from our friend Aaron. She asks, "What's your ultimate comfort food and comfort book?" Do you have an answer, Molly? Oh,
1: man, I really don't off the top of my head. I'm sure I will come up with one. I in really a few do want to know
0: what you think of, of as comfort food.
1: Oh, first. Oh, okay, so I've got book. my food for sure. Yeah, like too. any kind of mashed potatoes or like um a really hearty soup. Mm. <laughs> Is that weird? Like
0: a hearty soup? Do you mean? Okay, I don't like the word (laughs) chunky, but I'm gonna
1: say chunky. Oh yeah, like a chunky soup? soup. Okay. Oh yeah. Like, and I'm like, I will eat that in the summer. Like, I'm, I'm so weird about soup. I and will eat Steve. It all year Steve around. is
0: like, I want chili really? tonight. And I'm like, it's 100 degrees <laughs> outside and you
1: want to eat chili. Yes. I feel so validated. Aaron says the same thing. He's like, are you kidding me? We're not doing soup again. But like chicken chicken noodle soup, you know, like when you're sick as a kid, that was always the best. I never liked chicken noodle soup. What? I never liked any of the things that kids love. Like, kid food, That's hilarious. I didn't like. That's just yeah, I can just picture you. This is going to go in perfectly into our we're going to have to bring this up again mm-hmm. of like how you were as a kid, but <laughs> that's hilarious. I, what about like macaroni. Macaroni cheese. I liked, but I did not like
0: okay. hot dogs. I didn't like grilled cheese. I didn't like tomato soup. I didn't like chicken noodle soup. I didn't oh, like fish sticks. I didn't God. like peanut butter and jelly. I didn't what? like Yeah, I
1: Were you like that kid who was eating sushi in the cafeteria? No, I ate no i i mean my
0: okay listen my mom did not pack our lunches so whatever we got (laughs) served in the cafeteria is what i had to eat yeah but if i didn't like it i would mostly just probably throw it away that's so bad So
1: funny that's so funny i'm trying to think of the equivalent of like the chicken noodle soup what kind of book would match that and the only thing I'm thinking of is Harry Potter. <laughs>
0: oh, that is Which such is a such comfort a, book, though. I mean, I know it's it a cliche is. answer,
1: but if that's what yeah. it
0: is, that's what it
1: is. But it's not even a nostalgic thing for me I know, because, you, you know, yeah. I didn't read it as a kid. So it's not like I'm going back to childhood. It's just something about the world building that is so immersive. that
0: It's one of yeah. the most inviting and warm books to read Even as an adult. So it is a very, it is a comfort book. I agree. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Comfort food. Probably also soup. I mean, soup is very comforting. And I do like tomato soup now. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't when I was little. Probably because it was like.
1: That's interesting.
0: When I was little, it was like. I don't know that my mom made homemade tomato soup. My mom was a good cook, but there's just some oh yeah you know, my i
1: mean we ate out of a can
0: yeah we <laughs> ate it out of a can terrible. and i didn't like it out of a can i was i it's funny cuz i don't think of myself as a picky eater and i didn't when i was a kid but That's i'm hilarious. sounding pretty picky honestly <laughs> sounding like i was pretty picky um i ultimate comfort food yeah i i love casseroles because my mom made casseroles oh, when yeah. i was a kid so that is really that feels like comfort food to me like if Totally. If my mom, like
1: church potluck
0: oh, kind of casserole, oh yeah. chicken tetrazzini, it yeah. was like one of my favorite oh, man. things. Love chicken tetrazzini. But I also think like a good hearty beef stew or something like yep. that. It's really, I really love, I really love hearty soups too. Comfort yeah. book. I mean, Harry Potter too. But also. This is cliche for me.
1: Anne of Green Gables is I such was a comfort say, book. You can't not say Anne of Green I know. Gables, I feel like. I'll probably Which talk about, about it. It's about time that I read that. If it's you don't read time. this
0: book by the end of the year, Molly, I'm getting on your case. I really do want you to go and read Anne of Green Gables whenever you can. Before the end of the year, Molly, I really want you to.
1: It's going to happen. I mean... You you told me to read Peace Like a River, and it's one of my favorite books. So I trust your, I trust your judgment in this. I don't know why I'm dragging my feet. I think it's Anne of Green Gables is a classic, right? It is, but it's you a, call it a classic? I would, I would call it a classic. It is a children's classic, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's not intimidating. There's nothing See, intimidating weird. about it. Yeah, I think I remember uh, this is, and this is a perfect segue into what we want to talk about today but I remember people reading Anne of Green Gables like when did you first read it I think I
0: was about 11
1: okay I remember my friends reading Anne of Green Gables and me looking at the pages and thinking it was the biggest book I've ever seen (laughs) Like, it's really not even that long it's not it's not but I was not really I was kind of a reluctant reader yeah. and so how many pages is it even it's probably like normal like I wouldn't even bat an eye now probably 325 pages somewhere around oh, there yeah but if I was 11 there's no way I would be reading yeah a book that that big so I think it's just this weird psychological like when I was 11 I, I was so afraid of it yeah, and it's carried I could tackle this book it's like I'm almost 30 <laughs> <laughs> what how could that be an issue still no I think it really is like more so that I have so many books that I want to read that I get overwhelmed by all of the reading recommendations that are, that I'm bombarded with. All right, so today, the
0: meat of our podcast, we wanted to talk about reader identity as
1: kids,
0: but I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about what we were like as kids in general. And we already talked a little bit about well, my picky eating habits when I was a kid, or maybe my odd, unkid like reading habits, or not reading habits, unkid like eating habits, <laughs> rhymes <laughs> with reading.
1: <laughs> but, Molly, I don't know anything about what you were like as a kid,
0: other than that I feel you like feel like you were a nine. I do know that.
1: Yeah. And that I was intimidated by Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I feel like when i like when i tell you how i was as a kid you will it will instantly make sense to you like i think a lot of things are going to click into into place for you basically <laughs> but um so i was i was a little bit of a reluctant reader and some people know this that i wasn't i wasn't um really i didn't read harry potter even though i was 11 when the books came out i was literally harry's age it was such a crime Um, Mm -hmm. I just was really intimidated by books and I didn't like the competitiveness of reading. I wasn't a confident reader in like reading in front of the class or, um, I mean, I don't know, but I also remember being enthralled by books. My aunt was a big reader and she would come over and I would watch her read these big chunky mystery uh, novels. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking just that I just remember falling in love with the idea of being a reader hmm. um but so you I love the idea of reading but not the actual
0: sitting down and reading yeah and so. I was
1: really imaginative and I would make so the way I describe it is I I was a writer first I would write stories and make up worlds and I was very imaginative um and, I love that. I and love I would, that. Yeah. And I was I was obsessive about keeping a diary, and I would record the most mundane things, like I what I ate for dinner, and just like <laughs> I would write lists in my in my diary. Like I have a I have a diary from when I was maybe eleven. I have so many. Did diaries. you say dear diary, or did you name your diary? Oh, dear diary was like I. Oh, yeah, it was this classic, there was this weird obsessive, like, it's really just self-absorption, I guess, because I would think about me writing in my diary and how cool it was that I was writing in my diary. Like, I I
0: feel like like every kid that has a diary does that
1: to a certain extent. I named my diary Kitty. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. We would have been best friends because I did the same kind of stuff. I remember... Literally referring to my parents as Ma and Pa, which I have never <laughs> done in my real life. But because it was an American Girl doll diary. And it had this, like, old-school, like, it's old-fashioned... Covered. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, go with mine. My diary
0: had it was yellow and it had, I still have it somewhere. Oh man, if I'd thought about it, I should have pulled it
1: out before this episode so oh, I can read you some new entries. episode idea reading each other's diaries. I will, I will do it. I will go there. I will do it too. I will too because it's
0: hilarious. I also was a really afraid that people were going to read my diary.
1: So I nicknamed my crush. Stop it. I, I would did. do that stuff too. But I was also obsessed with – because I was a four and morbid, I would think about the fact that, like, when I die, someone was (laughs) going to be reading these thoughts. And so I would have these, like, really personal things but also feel almost comforted by the fact that, like – one one day these things would be known. Anyway, we're getting way <laughs> off, but um, yeah. But so not really, because
0: that explains a little bit about what little Molly was like. Oh yeah. And I feel like I did the same thing, but I was really afraid that people were going to read my diary when I died, so I, I probably held back a little bit of my yeah. innermost thoughts.
1: Yeah. See, I always thought I was a nine, but maybe I was a four from the beginning. Maybe, but- maybe I was a four when I was little. <laughs> I think all of us were fours at one point, no. um, but I would, I would describe myself as a reluctant reader. When I was probably in the chapter book stage, so like growing up with picture books, I would and we, I Instagrammed a picture that I found of me reading to my stuffed animals, and um, and so I love that picture. that was me. It reading for me was a deeply personal experience Mm -hmm. I'd never like to read out loud I didn't want people to know I was reading like my mom would always find me reading in like my closet or something (laughs) like (laughs) when I was reading which I wasn't often but when I was I was really immersed in the story and it was a very private thing which is so funny to think about now because now I'm on this public like my reading life is totally public you know um and community based yeah I was just I think what I was I it was a confidence issue it was not feeling like I was good at reading but also I was intimidated by readers readers were so self-assured and confident and like opinionated and the readers in my life anyway um so yeah what's the first book you remember loving yeah so I probably couldn't remember the very first book but this that is you int- loved well. Just, re- just the first book that you remember. Probably loving. Chronicles of Narnia. It, thinking of like a chapter book, um, a picture book. It was probably. I don't. I don't remember. So, Katie, the interesting thing is, my mom, um, a couple of months ago, dropped off a big uh, bucket of of picture books that mm-hmm. I was going to store in my attic. And I was going and I was looking through them and just instantly like having this strong memory for each of the picture Mm. books that I had forgotten about. And my mom was like, yeah, you used to love this book. You would read it over and over. You would have me read it over and over. And so that, and this was a couple of months ago. That was the first time I was, I actually realized that I was a reader because I think Mm -hmm. my whole adult life, I've just thought oh, I didn't really read as a kid. I wasn't really drawn to books. And in a way I wasn't, but I think I'm like almost re-learning that part of myself now.
0: Yeah. And hearing, because
1: I used to say I never really sat on my parents' laps to read. That wasn't, I didn't really have any memories of being read to. But my mom recently was like, we would read to you all the time. (laughs) And like we would take you to the library and you would have story times. And so I think they just weren't strong Memories and then the chapter book time in my life, or like the competitive reading um, of accelerated reading programs in middle school and things like that. I think that kind of just overshadowed my early, early love for reading.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that was my reading life. I do feel like I kind of mourn the fact that I didn't read Harry Potter as a kid or like Judy but Bloom. You- I didn't read like. I didn't read Judy Bloom books which would have been so helpful and I didn't read Charlotte's Web until I was an adult and so there's a part of me that really grieves that but at the same time it's really sweet because I edit a lot of middle grade books now um and a lot of chapter books so I feel like I'm kind of feeding that inner starved reader (laughs) you know of like who I was as a kid I don't know do you
0: remember your teachers reading books out loud to
1: the class I remember one teacher doing that oh no no you know what I remember two teachers one of them in sixth grade read where the red fern grows and we all just like sobbed like little uh-huh. babies in class yeah that's a really sad book I forgot I forgot about that though that probably was where I got the majority of my being read aloud to yeah I mean, I think it's one of the things that
0: teachers should do as well as parents, but not every parent does, especially after and this gets into sort of children's literacy issues, but um yeah. reading aloud to kids. Yeah. Long past the age at which they can read to themselves is still really important for um for for readers to become yeah. readers and to become literate and and just critical thinkers yeah anyway how are you as a reader um well so different I <laughs> so different I always loved reading I remember um so when I was really little I mean I remember my parents reading out loud to me a lot and my favorite book was this beautiful copy of Cinderella written by oh. Susan Jeffers, yeah, I think was the author. Um, I have, I actually bought myself a copy a few years ago. I found it somewhere, it, you know, it was published in the early 80s, I think. Um, but I did find myself a copy of it because I remember loving the pictures so much. Cinderella was my favorite story, it's like so Disney movie. Cute. I loved Cinderella, yeah. wanted to be Cinderella, was Cinderella for Halloween. Loved to dress up like Cinderella and go to shopco because shopco is my favorite store. <laughs> How old were you then?
1: Three. Oh, my gosh. So you remember, remember you have vivid memories tied to reading at, as early as three years old. Yes. Yeah. Wow.
0: I, I don't i wasn 't reading to m- m- i wasn 't reading myself, but I remember my right. parents reading that yeah. early and I remember thinking that I could read because i mm-hmm. I, re- I know that my parents read that Cinderella book to me so many times that I thought I had memorized it i don 't even think i 'd actually memorized it because reading it now i mean it 's a paragraph on every page i don 't think I actually had it memorized, but I thought I did, and I remember sitting in my bedroom floor and calling my mom into the room because I was so excited that I could read so but really cute. I couldn't. And I I I just always wanted to read. I really I yeah. really wanted to. So I was very excited when I finally did and it came very easily to yeah. me. It wasn't ever something that I struggled with. Um, and I I learned very quickly and became very proficient very quickly, and was probably reading beyond my
1: age level. Yeah, I'm sure. So what about Um, your siblings? Were they equally as into reading?
0: My, this is an interesting question because, so I have two brothers, both younger. I'm the oldest. My middle brother is very literate, but is not really a reader. Like he is very verbal and, it's and a very good writer, so it's really shocking mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. that he isn't much of a reader because usually those things go hand in hand. Yeah, he does read now, he mostly reads nonfiction and he did read as a kid, but he was I'm not sure he wasn't a reader like I was. He would, yeah, read, but he wasn't a reader in the same way. Um, my youngest brother is a reader and was a reader, but he was a reluctant reader. And Mm -hmm. actually he had this really interesting, um, he had a hard time learning how to read. And for a while they thought he was dyslexic, but Mm -hmm. he he wasn't dyslexic. He had, he's, he had such an imagination that he had created, I don't even know how to describe this, but this is what the reading specialists kind of told my mom when they were, helping him he had basically in his head created his own way that he thought that language was structured like he'd imagined how words were put together so he couldn't restructure that to how it actually was so he he really struggled to read I don't know I'm not articulating that very, very well but once he became a reader he he is definitely he's definitely a reader
1: that is interesting, and I well, feel it, like boys are often, I feel like boys are often, like, reluctant readers often are boys, I guess I should say.
0: Yeah, it does seem to be the case, which I think is why you see books, I mean, it feels like a stereotype, but I also
1: think it holds true. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it might be, it might be a stereotype. I think it's. it has to do more so with no, how I boys are that, raised, and, like, reading yes, is not, yeah. reading is sort of,
0: like, it's not encouraged as an activity yeah. necessarily. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly, exactly. But, okay, so, but you have two little boys, and they love books,
0: right? They love mm-hmm. being read to. They do love being read to. I will say that it's getting harder with Fox because he's just so, he just, yeah he doesn't want to sit still long enough to listen to a book these days. So I have friends yeah. who have four-year-olds who will sit and listen, they'll listen to The line the Witch, in the Wardroom and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Because Fox <laughs> won't. He, I... I just actually finished reading out loud My Father's Dragon. Did you ever read that book? No. It's supposed to be a great beginning chapter book to read aloud to kids. And so I got it for him for for Easter. I put it in his Easter basket. And he um I read it out loud to him and he he kinda struggled following it. I'm and it could be that he's still I mean, he just turned four. So he is on the younger end. But I really, you know, I know kids that are younger that will sit and listen to longer books who have older siblings. And and he just doesn't. So I worry about that a little bit. Like even, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong because I read to them. I read to my boys all the time. And Wilder right now, it's all he wants to do. He brings, he pulls books off the shelves and brings them over, sits on my lap and wants me to read them. Yeah, I love it. And I, and that's what I remember when I was a kid too. I read, I was kind of insatiable, and I would re, I would reread books. I'd find a book that I loved, and I'd reread it over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Matilda, I read countless times. I
1: loved Matilda. Matilda, I loved an early book for me too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would read that book in one day, which is crazy because that is a long book. That that book. It's funny to me that you were intimidated by *Anne of Green Gables* because <laughs> *Matilda* is kind of a long book.
1: Yeah, there is something but, about his writing though that was easy. Oh, to easy me. and funny. Yeah, and because it was funny. I think that's what it was, and and yeah. that's what librarians will often tell reluctant readers, especially boys, is like go find a funny. Yeah, just like *Captain Underpants*.
0: Book. Yeah, and there is some other ones that because it are, makes are good reading fun,
1: and it takes, yeah. and that's what's. That's why I get so bent out of shape about about those competitive reading, accelerated reading programs. Well, I know it's just a personal preference thing for me. I'm just not – I'm not a very competitive person in general. I'm not either. And I
0: never had – there was – I don't remember any competitive – Oh, we had Accelerated Reading
1: AR. I don't even know what that is, Accelerated Reading. Oh, okay. So I'm just talking about it like everyone knows. Um, It was just a program in my middle school that was, was it high school too? I don't remember. But you had to read a certain amount of books and you got points for it. And um, there was like Battle of the Books was a club in our school. And it was just like very, it was a very big part Mm -hmm. of of our education. And... Um, if you like if you didn't read a certain amount of books a month, it was almost like readers were the the cool ones for once. yeah, yeah. And if you didn't um, read these books or you didn't have as many points, I don't know, you weren't as as smart, I guess. Like, as an English major, all of my classmates and professors would ask, you know, what I had read. And there were so many books I hadn't read because I didn't really start reading until college. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I remember being like that person.
0: Can I, can I interrupt you and ask you what, if you didn't really start reading until college, what compelled you to become an English major? Okay.
1: I should, I should clarify. I didn't, I read before college, but it was, it was like a book here and there that was really here's the thing here's how it how it was I was so busy in high school like I Mm -hmm. did so many activities and I just didn't have time to read and I didn't make it a priority but when I did I would read a book that just stuck with me Mm -hmm. and really just changed me like the the first book I remember was um the perks of being wallflower and that was a book that my friend um loaned me and she had written notes in it and she mm-hmm. wanted me to read it and I wrote notes in it. And we passed it on to our other friend and it was like the traveling book. It felt like this secret club and it was magical and amazing. And that was the first kind of contemporary sort of book that I had read yeah. that I remembered reading. Um, so
0: that is kind of just yeah. to play off a point that you made earlier book was very personal and private for you but then mm-hmm. that was my introduction that was into, your introduction to sort of book as a public yeah and I was enjoyment. Always,
1: I was always re- like I would read for class like I read The Great Gatsby and I loved that but it was always there was always a part of it that felt like homework but I loved mm-hmm. the discussion in class and I hmm. I didn't like being quizzed on the books that I read but I enjoyed – it sounds it sounds so weird, but, like, I eventually started to enjoy writing papers about books. Yeah. Um, probably not until, like, my junior year of high school. But I think even writing a paper is more personal than, like, yeah. reading out loud yeah. or, you know, whatever. I think it was really just middle school and elementary school where I was kind of turned off by reading. High school, I didn't prioritize it, but I wasn't as intimidated – and I went to college as an English major because I loved writing. That was always my passion. Um, That's really interesting. Cause I know. Same
0: here. I went to. Yeah. Eng- I went to. I became an English major because I loved writing. And yeah. now, I don't really write very much, but I read a lot. And I wish I would yeah. have. Actually enjoyed I always wished that my college had more when I was in college I wished that they offered more writing courses and now I'm like I should have just really taken advantage of all of the reading <sighs> I think about that, that too offer. about
1: the classes I the took. literature classes yeah. I mean, yeah yeah the classes I took in college and I'm like oh I just would skip class after class or like Molly youth <laughs> is wasted on the young
0: <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> it's really bad kind of wish that it was more common in the United States for people to take a gap year or two before college. Oh, that would have done me some good. Yeah, me too. I feel like it would have done, it does a lot of people good who do decide to do that because they're out in the real world and they have a little bit of time to think about what they want to do. Yeah. And if you don't need that, then go, by all means, go to school right away. But not everyone, not everyone does.
1: But it makes me, it makes me excited about Thinking about having a kid one day and and introducing a love of reading in a different way, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I can almost use my my reading journey and and share that in a in a different way. But yeah. um, but even with my niece who is uh, she just turned one, I'm like so ready for her to start learning to love books, and she does. She she still. We'll reach for them all the time, and yeah, and,
0: um, but well, it's and that's fun. what they say is that the best thing you can do to encourage a love of reading is read aloud with mm-hmm. your kids, and also um, read as an example for your kids. So make yeah. sure that they see you reading too. Yeah. So those are the two two best things, and read read out loud well past the age at which, like I already said earlier, read aloud well past the age at which they can read themselves yeah
1: the read aloud handbook oh I know I remember you telling me about this and I actually I think I might have gotten it at a library sale actually um but I've I've heard really good things about it I I love the idea and I want to talk about this in a future episode maybe not today because we've been talking a while but um I love the idea of just reading out loud with Aaron, and we we kind of would do that but we've never actually finished a whole book that way. But
0: I We've finished one book reading what out. What did you read? We read Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand Hillebrand. Hildebrand, Hildebrand. Hillenbrand? Hill. I can't remember her last name. Hillebrand or Hildebrand? I can't remember. Did you like it? We loved it. It was it's an amazing story. Yeah. We read it I think actually we read it out loud to each other on our honeymoon. We read it out oh, loud. We drove so up to cute. my parents' cabin and then read it out loud up up at the cabin during That's our really during our time up there yeah we we it would was find
1: good. we would go to this coffee shop and see this older couple like really old couple um read and he would read out loud to his wife and it was so precious I was like I want to mm-hmm. do that it's such a sweet it's such a sweet um thing to
0: do yeah. with your because with your spouse. It,
1: it takes time it takes like it's just a lot of of time that I feel like nowadays we are just so we're living in that instant gratification and Mm -hmm. and you know um impatient digital era um (laughs) so reading out loud to each other just doesn't seem like a possible thing but I would love to do that with my family and I have sweet sweet memories of um actually sleeping over at a friend's house and when I was in maybe like middle school or elementary school and here was this was a positive association that I had with reading but um it was really listening I would uh wake up to my friend's mom making pancakes in the kitchen and listening to Harry Potter and even though I never read Harry Potter it was the most comforting I often think about that and how comforting that was because you just smell the syrup and you walk downstairs and she's listening oh my to Harry goodness, Potter. It was I awesome. I love that. Oh. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. I
0: have memories. Well, what are some of the other things? So, well, in com- communal books, I. Anne of Green Gables it was introduced to me by my group of friends. We read Anne of Green Gables together and. Loved it. So that that feels like a really communal book to me. Yeah. The other thing is, I I was part of my friends and I created a book club and we called ourselves the Newberry
1: Girls. Yes, I and love that. And we would read Newberry books together. That is so cute. Wait, how old were you? Because I didn't even know what Newberry was then. I was in elementary school. It was oh, probably it was goodness. probably like third through fifth grade. Maybe that is we were part so of the Newberry Girls. Precious. See, I would have been intimidated by you, Katie. <laughs>
0: Except that, I mean, it was actually, it was very much like the adult, the child version of an adult um oh, book club oh gosh, in which so we would get together we'd read the book but we'd get together and we wouldn't really talk about the book we would just play right or, you right. know like we didn't we didn't actually talk about <laughs> every once in a while we'd, we'd probably give that's a so cursory cute. five minutes to it and then move on I drink feel our like wine, you maybe you not really drink our wine
1: <laughs> maybe you would have redeemed reading for me because you would have been a nice little raven puff friend of mine who it's would true like- I would have
0: I would have very inviting. I would have introduced you. I would have inc- I probably would have evangelized you to reading. I would have
1: Dang it, Katie. Another reason we should have met when we were young. I know. We would have been great
0: friends. <laughs> what I think is so fun about this is that you and I were both very different kinds of readers, but we have both found ourselves yeah. as adults being readers and probably reading more than many of the people in our in our lives. Yeah. Yep. So You know, you can take reading, reading can take, or growing into reading can take any path. So Mm, you can take any path to get there. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us chat about reading and life and everything in between, talking about our. Growing up being readers and or not or kind of sort of trying to find our identity as readers, we hope that you'll stick around and subscribe for m- to more episodes and maybe share No Thanks We're Booked with a friend, and make sure that you leave a review on iTunes because it it really helps people to find find us. That is how people find podcasts is is because of reviews that
1: people write. And also, we should mention, um, if you leave a review on iTunes, you can be entered into our giveaway. We are giving away, um, for this month, we're, we're giving away one book, um, and it is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna, and it also happens to be our July book club pick. You can find us
0: everywhere on the internet. So yep. we have a website, nothankswerebooked.com. You can find us there. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at no thanks were booked. Thanks spelled T H X in those social media cases. And if you think our episodes are worth a dollar or two, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. We are really hoping to create a fun. Community mm-hmm. over there, and we want you to be part of our book club. So, if you pay two dollars or more, you can become a wallflower, which will make sense if you go over to our Patreon page and you can join our bi monthly book club.
1: Also, we would love to hear your stories funny stories, reader stories, any kind of stories. You can send us an email at no thanks for booked at gmail.com. I'd love to hear stories about um, maybe how you were as a reader as a kid. Um, if you have any funny reader kid stories we'd love love to hear that
0: everything that we mentioned in this episode that might have a link to something will be included in the show notes so if you want to know or get in any more information about anything that we talked about make sure to to look at our show notes all right everyone thank you so much again for listening and until next time stay stay booked. booked